Good morning. We are Tim and Michelle Hill with Connect Over Coffee, and this is the Morning Moments Matter Show. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning for about 10 minutes over a cup of coffee for a shot of caffeine, good news, and inspiration. Your morning moments really do matter. So how you start your day is often how the rest of your day goes. And so we want to start it off with some fun and celebration. What are we celebrating today? Well, I try to do at least one food thing a week. There's always a food thing to do, but that seemed like that'd be excessive. So today is food day, Monday, National Chocolate Cupcake Day, October 18th. I'm surprised that you picked that one. Why? You're not a huge chocolate cupcake fan cupcake I, I picked fan it at for all you. you picked it for me yes. i i'm i'm a fan of chocolate cupcakes <laughs> fan of anything chocolate it does celebrate the sweetness of small chocolate cakes with a dollop of frosting a dollop <laughs> <laughs> i hear dollop and i think of sour cream <laughs> dollop <laughs> it's one of those words that makes the sound that it makes when you use yes, it yes that's true but it was also i thought you were going to say we talked about this morning the idea that the ripple word is so associated with Potato chips now, dollop is, is so cream. associated with sour. Well, cream. I'm changing that. I'm changing it to frosting. <laughs> dollop of frosting. <laughs> this one sweet serving satisfies both chocolate and dessert. Yes. Both of them together. Did you know? No. That cupcakes were also known as fairy cakes. No, but that's kind of fun. Patty cakes. Is that where patty cake, patty cake came from? Perhaps. We might have to look that up. That's your research for today, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> patty cake, patty cake, and also. Cupcakes, which is different from cupcakes, which is there's two words and there's one word. Oh, you say when you say them, sounded exactly the same. They're cupcakes and cupcakes. It's all in your cadence. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Did you know that they could be traced back to 1796 when a recipe notation of a cake to be baked in a small cup was written in the American cookery by Amelia Simmons? No, I didn't. That's where it came from. I wonder why. Um, like, I wonder if she decided I, mean, I was making them for a tea party for my granddaughter and, oh, wouldn't it be fun to make individual cakes? Well, that's could, how I'm going to imagine it. I'm sure she's, you know, dead. So 1796, maybe <laughs> you should. Yes, I'm sure she is. <laughs> Unless she's used the wonderful goodness of chocolate to extend her life till now, which is impossible. These delicious delicacies were not called cupcakes until about 1828 when another cookbook first coined the phrase. In fact... Before muffin tins were widely available, people baked these cupcakes in whatever small vessels they could find. Ceramic cups, ramekins, vases. When I saw vases, I'm like, hey, dump that dirt out of there from the geranium and let's put some batter in there. Okay, okay. <laughs> there's not going to be dirt in a vase, but it would be dirty water potentially. Well, you could put dirt in it. How would you get it out of a vase? How would you get the cupcake out of the vase? You'd have to bust the vase and then you'd have a vase-shaped cake. With a dollop of frosting on top. (laughs) But I digress. (laughs) A bit. Then it turned into a national craze of confectionery goodness. (laughs) I want to say, who writes this stuff? And then I'm like, oh, 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 yeah. He does. (laughs) Thanks a lot. Today, some still use ramekins, small coffee mugs, large teacups, or other small oven-proof pottery-type dishes for baking their cupcakes. Chocolate cupcakes specifically the one we're celebrating today, come in a variety of flavors. So not just chocolate. You can have chocolate caramel or caramel. You can have peanut butter chocolate cupcakes. You can have devil's food cupcakes. Or you can cool things off a bit with chocolate mint recipes, but 
I'm not a fan of mint, so don't don't listen to that part. And you can't forget chocolate orange cupcakes because citrus brightens the flavor of any chocolate recipe. <laughs> You look I read very it. proud of yourself. <laughs> I wrote that it down is, and read it. That is true. One of my very favorite recipes is a chocolate tangerine bar cookie. I've never tasted this concoction. It no, must, you haven't. You must be cooking it. <laughs> chocolate does cure all. It has medicinal qualities. Yes, that's what I tell myself all the time. Countless research <laughs> has been conducted over the health benefits of chocolate. And it can be associated with lower risk of heart disease, improved mental performance, lower risk of stroke, and oh yeah, it's just plain delicious. <laughs> it is plain delicious. So let's all appreciate all there is about chocolate cupcakes today and let it bring some happiness to you. I will bring you a chocolate <laughs> cupcake for dessert tonight. I will hold you to it. You're just going to cook one? <laughs> well, I was actually going to buy put it one. in a vase. <laughs> yes, we should find it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to find a vase. We'll have some tall, skinny cupcakes, and we'll have some round. <laughs> That'd be awesome. All right, so there's no good segue here either. But that's my goal is to, is to, to make something things celebrate. That's a hard segue. Wait till okay. Tomorrow. So I've got <laughs> wait till Wednesday. Wait till Wednesday. <laughs> All right. Well, as a warning, this is a story about someone who I can't decide if she would have probably gone not not had chocolate cupcakes, or if she she's someone that lives life so fully that chocolate cupcakes would have had to have been on the menu. Let's go with that one. Let's go with that one. All right. So Edith Merway Trena is a former dance instructor and performer, and she is now in the Guinness Book of World Records as the oldest female competitive powerlifter. Oh, wow. She was sidelined by her doctor when COVID hit, but she plans to compete again this fall. At the age of 98 years 98. and Holy 94 smokes. days, she deadlifted 150 pounds to make her record book debut. That's fantastic. Yes, yeah, so that would mean she's she lifted maybe more almost than she 100. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. I guess that's pretty easy. Not unusual in the powerlifting world. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> unless you, never mind. <laughs> yeah. But she's probably 100 years old or almost 100, and she's going to be competing this fall still. That's something to aspire to. It is. She took up powerlifting when she was 91. She wow. did not start until she was 91. So if you think it's too late at whatever age you are it's listening to this, late. it's not. Her friend, quote, dragged her to a gym. And her friend says, no one drags Edith anywhere. But soon she was competing and filling her bookshelves with trophies. They showed a clip of her home and she just got well, it's like... Easy. It's easy to win your age group when you're the only no one, one in it. Yeah, well, there's seniors. It's a. It's like a... Se instead of like age groups like you would think of in a road race or whatever, I think, it, I think there's a seniors division in... 80 and above. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. I guess I should have found that out. She admits that a great deal of her motivation has to do with how much she enjoys being in the limelight and the positive feedback that she gets. She says every time she competes, she gets applause, and every time she gets applause, she feels a little happier. Yay! <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> she says she also understands that her current notoriety is largely to do with her advanced age, but as long as she can be a positive role model who blows the, quote, sweet little old lady stereotype out of the water, she's good with that. I like that. That is, She does blow that stereotype away. That Amazing. We had a story about someone who, in their late 90s, ran their first marathon. Ran yes. the Hawaii Marathon a Remember couple that? months ago. And that's awesome and amazing. And But I think maybe we think about 
older people running more often than we think about them competitive power lifting or taekwondo or something like that yeah i think that's really yeah. awesome yeah i like that. i think it's um encouraging that no matter how old you are we could pick up maybe we won't all be competing but we but could all do... add things like that to our to our life it is very inspiring and something that gives hope and that people can do something no matter their age. They can pick something and it, whatever your reason, she likes the applause and it makes her happy and it keeps her healthier too. So, I mean, there's so many benefits to that. Yeah, it was interesting. She talked about that since they're going to start, um, they're starting to train for the competitions again. And the doctors, or doctors, the coaches are working with her on balance. She has doctors too. I'm sure she has doctors too. But on balance and all of the other things that go, you know, you think of just the weight, the actual lifting, but there's all kinds of other things involved. And for someone who is 100 years old, like training your balance and you're using all of your muscles is is really good for you. Yeah, true. And not something I think most people do. Good one. You always find good ones, though. That's the inspiration part. That's the inspiration (laughs) part of the day. So today's... To-go cup quote is from Thomas J. Watson. And he says, don't make friends who are comfortable to be around. Make friends who will force you to level up. I think Edith's friend is a great example of this. <laughs> I think that story was good because she took her to... She drug her. She drug her <laughs> to the gym. But I think it's a good reminder that the people we hang out with are a huge influence on our lives. And we become, on who we become, a huge influence on who we become is maybe a better way to say that. And so today, we encourage you to take a look at your friends and ask, are they just comfortable? Or do they force you to level yourself up? Level up. Da-ling, da-ling. That's a little Mario Brothers flashback <laughs> for all you glad you people. explained it. <laughs> for all you gamers, early gamers in the 80s and 90s. And everyone else who has no idea what that Get those coins. Was. Get those coins. Today's episode is brought to you by the Morning Moments Matters box. Super simple way to take the time that you use to brew your morning coffee and turn it into a ritual that starts your day in a positive frame of, mi- frame of mind. You get great coffee and you get a guided ritual that helps you engage your body and your mind and your heart. And the November box is available. And you can find that over at Connect Over Coffee. Dot link backslash MMM. Yes, check it out. There's more details there, how to order. You can subscribe or just buy one box as a gift. There's a lot of options there, so check that out. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. We look forward to coffee and conversation each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So we'll be back on Wednesday. Make plans to join us then. Until then, remember that your best day starts this very morning. Stay caffeinated, y'all. humor goodness was not recorded it was lost in the ether forever lost in the ether but appreciated in my heart Ah, <laughs> that's so sweet you should make that into a quote no i should not i'll do that in canva oh great shell Berkey hill lost in the ether but appreciated in my heart that's really lame <laughs> that's why i'm the if funny you're, one if you're gonna <laughs> <laughs> If you're going to quote me, there's plenty of other options. Yes, there are. Good day, and welcome to Monday. Good day. Good day, eh? Take off.
To the great white north. Oh my gosh. Remember Bob and Doug McKenzie? Yes. That brought back a flood of memories. <laughs> All right, I'm not leaving anything in that denigrates other countries. Ah, what about other people, specifically? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. You're supposed to be nice. I've never, I know, I'm funny. I didn't say I was nice. <laughs> yes. I'm semi-adorable and funny. Nice does not come into that. Like that little thing I sent you last night. Are you brave? Yes. Are you happy? Yes. Are you pretty? Yes. Are you kind? Not really. <laughs> As we move into autumn, the winter of our discontent, we shall record. Another John Steinbeck quote. It's not, that was not a John Steinbeck quote. He wrote the book, Summer of My Discontent. No, Winter of My Discontent. <laughs> Maybe he did one for each season, but only one was popular. <laughs> He, he did one for each season. I'm discontented for each of the seasons, but the only one that took off was winter. Again, <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe the John Steinbeck <laughs> vault has these unpublished editions discontented. of discontented seasons. Perhaps. <laughs> if we find them, I'm looking, we be rich. They're with Al Capone's vault stuff Maybe. that Geraldo didn't find. <laughs> I think John Steinbeck's vault would be very similar. Not there. Full of wrath from grapes. <laughs> <laughs> and mice. And men. <laughs> Welcome to the literary comedy hour. <laughs> yeah, it's, hopefully it'll get funnier. They can't all be winners. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. That was also a John Steinbeck. But no, it's not. <laughs> it's a different John Steinbeck. <laughs> Bubba. John Bubba Steinbeck. <laughs> Welcome to the barbecue chicken show. Okay. It's smoking. <laughs> Shall we start? We should. I forgot what I was supposed to say. Good morning. And then who we are. Yeah, okay. <laughs>